Good vloch, good evening. We are continuing in... Where are we? The, um... Berger and the Ani. This tenth story of Rabbi Nachman. Um, when we last left our heroes... Oh, it's Yudzan Kislev, Shavuotov, hope everyone is well. Um... So he decided finally to stop living like a refugee. You don't have to live like a refugee. And uh, he went and he kind of tried to, you know, tried to live up to his, like, what are you supposed to do? And it turned out that he he couldn't. He muddied the waters so badly, right? This is a... This is a problem 100% of his own making, right? This is, this is a real-world problem resulting from his lack of self-confidence and his fear, right? Um, so he's trying to do tshuva. He's trying to fix the damage he caused, but the damage is already so great that now he needs to do an even, an even greater tshuva, an even greater tikkun, right? Now it's not enough just to know the signs and to know them in order. <coughs> he's got to get the letter. He's got to get the letter that she wrote him, right? <coughs> She's got to get the letter. He has to bring her the letter or or nothing. You won't see my face. Going on, it says, Veniz Yashev Habachor, the young man decided, Shikani Yafshar Lasais Shios Klau. Here, some, by the palace where his parent, where, his, where he grew up, I don't know, it would be impossible to, to wait at all. Laasot to do shehiot waiting, klal. Venisyashev the shuv lachazor the makomo el hamidbar shayavo, and he decided that he would go back. He would return to the place to the desert, uh, the wilderness that he had been in. Visham yivale yemei chayav, and there he would waste away the rest of his days, playing ukulele. Uh, marlins. The fish I was trying to say is a marlin. You go marlin fishing. He drink margaritas. It'd be great. Just waste away the days of his life. He was going and 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 he was holech again holech bum bum bum, and sovev and turning lagia to arrive to the midbar hanal vegia lesham el midbar hanal and he arrived there at the midbar. Betoch kol hanal amongst all of this avru ben kach uven kach kama shanim, and this all this schlepping around he's doing this draining around it's taking several years. And he decides, it was decided by the Bechor, it's a funny Lashon, I don't know, that he would wait there, remain there in the desert, and waste away his days, wasting away again in Margaritaville. Right, he's very, very looking forward to it. Son of a son of a sailor. According to what that he estimated in his mind, the life of man in this world, he had uh, like researched in his mind that here would be good to waste away the number of his days. <laughs> so he dwelled there, and he ate, etc. So, what happened? <laughs> he ate. What happened? So, it reminds me of uh, Lewis, I never knew, Satcher or Sacker, S-A-C-H-A-R, or e- whatever, E-R, 
clearly a Yid, wrote a, wrote a wonderful book, actually a trilogy of books, the first of which is called A Sideways Stories from Wayside School. The setup is um, there was a school that was supposed to be one floor, one story, and like 30 classrooms from left to right, something like that, 25, however many it was. But they accidentally put the plans wrong, so the building is 25 stories up, or however many stories it is. There's no elevator. And at the very top of the building is this class. And the, the book is about the class at the very top of this, of this sideways building, right? It's a great book. If you haven't read it, there's a lot of... I, I, I should buy it, because I haven't read it in years. And I remember there's a lot, a lot of panemius in there. So one of the one of the Nikudas, one of the Hasid, one of the one of the Nikudas of Hasidus that that uh, Brother Lewis drops in his Heilige uh, Sefer, Heilige Kuntras, Sideways Stories from Wayside School, he says tells a story of a girl who uh, is always grumpy and doesn't want to um, play with the other kids. She doesn't want to like mishtatef, and she's always in a bad mood. And and so, like, one day one of the kids has a uh, birthday. And she comes and brings cookies for everyone. And this girl says, she's, I don't want to eat your stupid cookie. It's going to break my teeth and it's not going to taste good. And she's like, no, they're, we made them yesterday. They're really good. I look, everyone's eating. Everyone's, everyone's enjoying the cookies. And she said, fine, I'll take it. And she takes the cookie and she just throws it in her desk and leaves it. And then the kids invite her to play ball with them. And she says... I'm not going to play ball. If I play ball, I'm going to get hit in the face, and it's not going to be fun, and everyone's going to laugh at me. And they're like, no, just come, you know, kick the ball, you know, kick the ball, hit the ball, whatever we're doing, it's cool, just, you know, come have fun. She says, no, I won't. And then there's a third thing, but I forget what it is. But one day, she decides she's going to get over her, her maybe, maybe, maybe she's not 100% right all the time, right? Maybe it won't be so bad to, like, join in society, right? And she goes to play kickball with the kids. And they're like, yeah, come play with us, cool. And she's like, I'm just afraid that it's going to hit me in the face, it's going to hurt. So what does she do? She, she's like standing there with her eyes half shut, like all kind of bunched up and doesn't know what to do. And the ball comes to her and hits her in the face. And she says, ah, see, I was right. I was right. Right? I knew that if I played kickball, everyone would laugh at me. I'd get hit in the face and it would be bad. It wouldn't be fun. And then she runs inside the classroom. She, sees, she remembers the cookie. She says, oh, maybe if I try, I'll try this cookie. Right, the girl gave me the birthday cookie two weeks ago, and uh, fine, I'll try it. And she takes it out, and what's happened since then? It's gotten gross. It's gotten really hard. So she bites it, and she says, "Oh, this is so hard on my teeth, and it's gross." I was right. This cookie's gross, right? So, so what happens is, is people that are are um, stuck in their own pain, right? We, we sometimes we have a moment of clarity, and we'll break through. We'll have a breakthrough. And then and then they kind of like peek your head above water and you're like, oh, everything sucks. <laughs> I've made a mess of my life, right? So then what's the first thing and the easiest thing to do is say, oh, I was right. I'm going to stay here. There's just too much to, to clean up out there. There's too much to deal with. I was right. I never should have. Well, there's, there's a line <laughs> somewhere in The Simpsons. Homer says, <laughs> says, Bart, today's lesson, never try. <laughs> right? That's, that's the lesson of the, of the addict, of the crazy person. Um, right? 
I tried I tried once to be a good person and it didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to. So I'm just never gonna try. So that's what he does. Is he he sinks back. He returns, he's he decides. And he, you can see when we, we go through the language, you can see like the all these thoughts, this like constant preoccupation. Um that's how I read it. It feels like in his head he's doing a lot of thinking. Shakan Ifshar Lasot That's that's a lot of words. You could have said Khan Ifshar here it's impossible the Lishair. Boom, to say here. Uh Lamshich. We could have used one word. La Asot It seems like it's like too many words. It feels like he's like he's like thinking about it. And he decides to go back and to return to his place to the to the to the desert that he was there. Also too many words. It doesn't it, it feels like a cluttered mind. Ah, and then I can waste away my days. And then he went and he didn't, and it takes years to get there. Right? He just like he's aimless. He's aimless. <coughs> he's aimless. He's <coughs> a is a is a is a man without God. He's a man without a purpose. Right? This is this is today's man. Man without purpose, man without meaning. Right? Men whose whose religion has been taken from them, whose um everything that, that makes them men is either reviled or uh replaced by the state. Reviled by the popular culture, replaced by the state. Um, so, you know, this guy's a, what do they say, men going their own MGTOW? This guy's a MGTOW, or he's an incel, whatever you want to call it. He's just like, you know, go on a cruise. You know, he tried. He tried to, to betroth his betrothed, you know, to live up to his, what he was supposed to do, who he was supposed to be. He was supposed to marry the most beautiful, wonderful, wealthy girl in the world and make shalom between their families somehow. Um, and he tried once, and it didn't work out. So I'm just going to disappear for several years. I'm just going to, you know, go be a go be a chef on for Club Med and see the world, and you know, be hungover for you know thirty percent of your of your waking hours. Person could do that. Person could live like that. Why not? And that's what he decides to do. It's very sad. He's 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 driftless. He's 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 a he doesn't have a place, right? His his parents lost their wealth, right? He's like he's got enemy his enemies are 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 sundry, right? The emperor, the king of the world, right? Once I'm gone, because he is the one thing that can cause his plan. To um, to do whatever, marry his daughter to whomever he wants. He's the one thing that can stop the king of the world from winning, right? From marrying off the lost princess to to some foreign king. Hi. So he's taking his time, and he goes from here to here to here, many years. And then he decides v'niskam etzel and then it was agreed. Etzel is like, it's like when I work, if, if I was your employee, I would be working etzlecha with you, right? Ani oved etzlecha, I'm your employee, right? Um, so it's like, it's with, but it's a certain sort of sense of with. It's not like a parallel, it's not like, it's not like a face-to-face relationship, it's like a top-down sort of 
mashpia mushpa'a relationship of being with someone. I stayed. That's where the I think that's where the 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 phrase I was by them for Shabbos, right? This weird like Hebrew English Yiddish. I think it's a, a Yiddishism. Uh, I think that's how you that's how you roughly translate the word etzel. I'm by him, right? I was by them for Shabbos. Haiti etzlehem the Shabbat, right? It <coughs> um, was greed by this bechor. So he keeps sort of repeating the same decision over and over again. He's like, he's trying to commit, like just before when he said, Atzmo, 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 three times he's trying to psych himself up. Here it feels like he's trying to convince himself. Uh, he decided to go back and to return to his place to the Midbar, that he was there and wasted away his days, and he went on a cruise and it took many years. Da, 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 and then it was decided by him that he should return uh, there to the Midbar to waste away his days, right? Like, he said, I'm going to go back to Key West and it's going to be cool. And then he goes just a wandering for several years. And then at some point he's, you know, he's like, you know, meditating in Tibet or something. And he's like, you know, I should go back to Key West. Right. And I'll, I'll just waste away my life there. Right. And then it says, Kafi, according to what that he estimated in his mind, Chayut Ha'adam Ba'olam is the the life force, the liveliness, the life of a, of a man in this world. Nechkar, he investigated with his mind that it would be good to waste here a number of days. Right? It's this, he's like, this weird overthinking obsessive. He's like, like he, what he like goes to Key West and he's like, okay, I'm uh, 45 years old, um, a heavy drinker, Heavy smoker, um, but I go fishing and uh, and I, I walk a lot. So you know, when he goes to the insurance, you know, d- database, and he's like, "Oh my, uh, expected life, I'm going to die between sixty-five and seventy-two. Um, so I have another twenty years." And he like calculates. Nechkar bedato, like that's chakira is an investigation. Right when when it, when someone is is arrested and they're being uh, interrogated, it's called a chakira, right? So lachkor when it says nechkar so that's not like a, a casual thought. That's like he really like he crunched numbers on this. He interrogated in his mind that it would be good to waste here a number of days. He's got like a map on the way. He's counting the days down until he's what dead. That's what he's doing. Right, he's he is. This is literally for him a dead end. And then, and then, what does it say? What I laughed at? It says Vayashav Sham, and he lived there, dwelt there, Vaachal, etc. And he ate, etc. Canal, as mentioned above. Um. So that's what he has. That's what he has. He tried. He was he was depressed. He was in 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 addiction. He was stuck in his own uh, mess, and he tried to do tshuva. He pulled his head out of water for a brief second. And it didn't go exactly the way he would have wanted it to go, so he sinks even deeper back into where he was. This is, this is addiction, right? This is a, this is Rubino describing exactly how addiction works, how the addicted mind works, uh, relapsing, etc. Um, and now he's just kind of waiting to die and eating, you know, eating, waiting for the end. That's sad. Let's see if we can get some some uh, some good vibes over here. Ooh, on the sea there was a murderer. Cue 
cute. I whenever I, I hear this line, there's a, there's a guy in my show who always repeats this line, and I always think about the Doors. There's a killer on the road. Do 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 do. There's a killer on the road. Do 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 do. Um, etc. Right, so this is the fun thing about about Hashem, right? This is something I've been thinking about a lot over the past uh, recent time. Like, everything's totally crazy. I don't know, you know, where you are hearing this or when, what time, you know, when this will be heard by you, but today, in Yud Zayn Kislev Tavshin Pei Gimel, or what do they say, some December something, 2022, um, the world's in a weird place. The world's in a very weird place. I hope it gets fixed. Right, I don't know. I believe that it will. That's I'm enjoying learning Megillah. I hope you are too. If you're listening, if you're not, you should listen to Megillah. It's also cool. Um, talking about Geula and how Geula comes and what it looks like, and um, there's always <coughs> there's always factors that we don't factor. Right, when you look back through history, there's always weird little things that just kind of pop in, and it feels like uh, sometimes Hashem just wants to throw a, you know throw an X-factor in and see what happens, right? So here's the X-factor. Harotzeach Shema, this murderer, heard that there's a Yafas Tayyar, there's a beautifully beautiful woman in the world. V'chashav sa, and he thought that he would grab her, right? Tofsa, litofsa, to grab her. Even they didn't need her. He was a eunuch. However, he thought he would take her in order to bring her to uh, to sell her to some king. And he would, for <coughs> for this, he would uh, he would take much money, great wealth, great fortunes, great treasures. And uh, he started to to work on this, work on a plan. And this murderer was Mufkar. Was uh, right. It's a it's a funny lashon. The word hefker means ownerless, right? The the land Eretz Israel in the Shemitah is hefker, right? So Mufkar is like was made ownerless. and he made himself ownerless, right? Hefker. Hefgervelt is like is like a notion of a person that lives without rules. It's not it's not a good um, description. Hefger is like a person that kind of like, you know, wears dirty clothes and doesn't you know sleep in 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 like proper place and doesn't have a proper job. You know, um, just kind of wanders about. That's that's a hef. So so saying this murder. I mean that makes sense. A murderer is the kind of person who would be hefger, would have if. Have made himself ownerless, right? Throwing off the uh, the old shemaim, right? Just just throwing off the basic principle of of um, that Hashem is in charge. If you fall, you fall. If it works, it works. Ve'im love, love, and if not, if not, umayafsid. What is he going to lose? Ki mufkar right? So he comes up with this plan, and he says in the plan. Right, he, you know, trying to break in and steal the most beautiful girl in the world from one of the most powerful people, if not the most powerful person in the world, is not going to be an easy, <coughs> an easy plan. So, in order to to go along with this plan, he has to mafkir himself. He has to. He said, "I, you know, I don't care. I don't care what happens to me." Right. 
I'm ownerless. I'm it's whatever. If it works, it works. Right. It's the same lushan. Interesting. The same lushan that the um, that the Bechor says before he goes to try his song with the queen. He says, "Ulai yifalhu." Maybe he will work. It will work. But and the the Rotzeach says the same thing. He says, "Im yifal yifal." If it works, it works. I don't know what the connection is. Vim lav lav, and if not, not. Umayafsi, what's he going to lose? Kihu mufkar because he has been made hefker, as is the way of murderers, right? Meaning, so firstly, <coughs> firstly, is that a word? He is a saris. He is a, um, he's a eunuch, right? Which means that he is tied to this world. Right. Not only is he, he's a murderer, but he also he doesn't have any generations. Right. He he, as a saris, he cannot impregnate a woman. So he, it makes sense that he's hefker. He's a murderer. He's he's not, um, in he's in no way um, working towards the uh, yeshuv. Right, Rabbeinu talks about how important it is that the world should be miushat, that there should be people in the world, that people should live here. Um, and a murderer who himself has no children, um, who doesn't care what damage he causes, right? Um, it's like the Joker. It's like the Joker and Batman, right? Some men just want to see the world burn. Right, that's him. He just he doesn't care what happens. He's he's if it works, it works. If not, not. You know, um, I have no tomorrow. This is a man with no tomorrow. So here's another example. Here's another example of uh, of fallen masculinity. Right. First we have the before, who's supposed to be right, <coughs> supposed to like just be this magnificent um, match for the most beautiful girl in the world, and, and he just can't. He can't do it. He's he's scared to do it, and so he decides to to waste his life away, and just disappear. And then the other, the other side of the, of the fallen masculinity is the hyperviolent, right? Hyperviolent, um, asexual, or, or you know, self-sexual, or you know, incapable of relationships with women, um, uh, you know don't care, you know, don't care what happens to them, don't care uh, the result of their actions. <coughs> right, so we here have two two paradigms, two models of modern day masculinity, unfortunately. Um, so, I'm excited to see where this goes. It's a great story. I hope you're enjoying this. Have a good week, and um, I hope to see you soon.